Welcome to the Life Involved Podcast. We give your game life. Midweek, it's a Wednesday. We're going to talk about eras of NBA basketball this evening. We're going to do a short piece on that. We'll talk a little bit more about the last dance, how much I was intrigued by it. I was blown away by some things. I knew a lot of it. You know, Being a Bulls fan growing up and a Jordan fan primarily, I knew most of the details that were going to come out. There was a couple things I didn't know. Didn't know Scottie Pippen's contract was that low. Uh, didn't know he signed for seven years, 18 mil. Uh, you know, that was information I didn't know. I knew he was underpaid from what was said. I didn't know the details of that conversation and contract. So, uh, that was nice, you know, to kind of get some, uh, a glimpse of what was taking place in the front office. You know, again, I kind of already had a idea of the Jerry Krause and Reinsdorf and Bulls organization versus the players per se. Kind of had a feel for that, but but there was some good uh, information uh, listed in, on the show, so it was nice to hear. Uh, but again, kind of going back to what tonight's show is going to be about, the eras, uh, you know, 80s, 90s, early 2000s to now, um, you know, how the game has changed and, and what era is better, all that stuff is fun debates, and we're going to kind of I'm going to bring some things to people's attention. If you're a, a huge basketball follower, I think you'll enjoy this, and, and I think you may have some debates with me, which is great. It's always fun to to have a, de- a basketball debate, not a political debate. I mean, if we can get away from politics and debate about who is the greatest, LeBron or Michael, I'm all for it. Let, let's try to get away from politics here, uh, you know, and, and maybe we can have more fun debates with basketball. You know, I, I look back to watching Jordan play as a kid, and just how fantastic it was in different moments and how he seemed to always come through in the clutch. And that's what always made him special. But really what, as you learned his story more, as I was growing up, and you go to camps and you hear people that had seen Michael and you, and you, you get this clear picture of who he was, you, you start to love him more, especially if, if you're someone like I was who had a passion for the game. So you really cling to Michael Jordan, the work he put in, the the obvious stuff that we all know. He got cut in high school, uh, coming in as a freshman in North Carolina, not being like, you know, expected to be the man, hitting the game-winning shot. I mean, just so many moments that we could talk about. But really, it's the work. You know, it's it's the work he put in. It's the constant never giving up. And and Royal Williams said the best statement. I posted it multiple times because I just think all young players need to to remember that moment where Roy Williams in the last dance uh, series basically said, Michael Jordan's the only player that could turn it on or off, but he never freaking turned it off. And, and I just got goosebumps when he said it because that's the reason why Michael Jordan's special to me. It, it's the work he put in because I knew as a player I had to work. I knew that there was nothing going to be handed to me. I was not very big. I was not amazingly athletic. I was skilled. I was smart. But the work, the hard work was going to allow me to maybe have a basketball career. And it did. And and I'm very blessed and thankful. But there's no way I ever could have made it if I didn't hear these stories about how hard Michael Jordan worked and how hard you have to work to be a great player. And and that's why MJ does it for me. And, And that doesn't knock anyone else. You know, LeBron James works incredibly hard on his body and on his game. You know, Kobe Bryant was maybe the hardest working player ever on his game that we ever seen or heard of. And there's just so many guys we can name. I mean, Steph Curry works tirelessly on his game. Every single year, he gets a little better at something, it seems like. Uh, you know, all these guys get better. They all work. You know, Kawhi Leonard has really improved his handle. I mean, that's what it takes. It takes constant work. It takes constant, you know, a 
ability to improve yourself year by year for a long period of time. And uh, but, but let's get to the nuts and bolts here, the, the eras. Um, one of the things that we constantly talk about nowadays is how the game's changed. It, and, and it has. It, it's, it's right in front of you. You know, you watch a game in the NBA level and even in college sometimes where typically five guys are outside the three-point line. And even in the ladies' game, you see that more often. You really do. I think the women's game is very physical. And, and that will get to my point eventually here. But I, I do want to note that because I, I want to talk more about the ladies and not just the men. Because when we talk about basketball players, let's be very um, – it's not even about being fair. It, it's just being respectful. The young women work is just as hard as men, and they deserve – their statements that I'm about to make. I watch women, you know, college games and WNBA games, and these women are very physical, and the ball gets inside, and, and you want to get the ball closer to the rim. I mean, it's, it's a higher percentage shot, and the women do a very good job of that. They also extend the floor the same way men do. But it seems to me at the pro levels, I do see a lot of women uh, games where the physicality of driving the ball is very important. And, and very vital to success. And uh, I, I don't know why that is because I, I think the women, in some cases, shoot the ball better than men do. So I, I think it's just, it's an aggressive game. And, and I look back, I, I look back, I'm going to rewind a little bit here. I'm going to go to 2016 in the NBA Finals. And, and my father was a, was a huge basketball fan. We're watching the finals and I and I'm a bandwagon Warriors fan I can admit it you know I love Steph and I'm really pulling for the Warriors and I do love the way the Warriors play and have played uh, they really move the ball quick they, they move it side to side they want to get an open three I love that style but as we're watching the the finals um, come to a close my father made a great statement and he always you know he's not like me and talks very much he'll say something real quick and his exact words were, Cleveland's too big for him. And I looked at him and I said, really? You know, I, I didn't think that way. I thought that Golden State's ability to stretch the floor and ability to shoot from the perimeter was just too good because it had, had been that way in a series the year before, even though I think a lot of that had to do, hey, Kyrie gets hurt, Kevin Love gets hurt, you know, LeBron was by himself. Let's be honest, you know, I'm not a, a LeBron fan that's for sure anyone that knows me but LeBron James really was needed help in 15 in 2015 he was really out there by himself the only guy that could really create a ton and he needed Kyrie he needed another guy and Curry Clay and Draymond were too much and then Iguodala obviously the MVP was was too much as well and their bench play was was far too deep but anyway going to 16 you know, obviously a little bit had to do with Draymond getting suspended. I have to put that in there because I think that had something to do with it. But LeBron James was absolutely unbelievable. And the other thing that was, was, was imperative is Tristan Thompson was physical. He got out on the guards. They played aggressive. The refs let the game go. And Cleveland really physically took advantage of Golden State in that series. They wore them down physically. And I think that we always want to say, oh, the game's changed. But really, when you look at the... The games, and you watch in the playoffs especially, like did Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors really kill other teams from outside? Not really. You know, They wanted to get it inside. They wanted to drive the ball. Kawhi's great at the mid-range. Siakam drove and slashed to the rim. Kyle Lowry, of course, did hit shots. So did Van Vliet, but they had an inside-out look sometimes. And, and you do need that. So you can say what you want, how you know the game has changed, which it has. 
but you still got to get the ball inside. You got to be physical. You got to play strong. I think the biggest misconception that people make when they say that the game was much more physical then, that is not true. It's much more physical in some areas. When you drove, you got hit more. That's where it was physical. The game has not changed much when guys are off the ball and they're coming off screens. The game is incredibly physical still. If you watch a game, especially in the playoffs, guys are really holding and grabbing and hitting each other off the ball. Uh, when the ball is in someone's hands, they're allowed to do whatever they want. When they drive it, they're, they're, they're getting more freedom now. But as far as off the ball and even boxing out, it's still a very physical basketball game. And the teams that win do play physical. The Warriors, when they added KD, they added size, they added length, and they added a guy who can hit mid-range shots and stretch the floor. So that's, that's unbeatable. And, and that's why when they added him, they knew they were not going to be beat because they had another guy who could defend the paint as well. So not only is it uh, offensively you need to be physical, but defense you need to be able to block shots, contest shots, and you got to be able to rebound. KD could rebound for them. So when they added him, you added, even though he may look lanky and he may not look very strong, you added size. You, you added an ability to put the ball in, uh, in uh, you know, high post areas or mid-range areas, and then you can play off him there. And that was what they needed. When you look at the series before, and even that series in 17, LeBron James causes a lot of problems when he backs guys down. You got to have that. So it's funny when we talk about all these things, you know, the game's change, you know, these guys shoot better from outside, the three-point shot is vital. Well, it is, but let's be honest, when it comes down to crunch time, we got to get the ball inside. When guys are really extending pressure up top, you got to be able to dump it to somebody. So that's the thing that people don't watch enough and don't get enough is it actually hasn't changed a whole lot. When it comes down to winning, you, you got to get a good shot, and you do have to be able to, to get the ball closer to the basket. It, it is just how it is. But uh, it has changed as far as stretching the floor and more creativity and more skill with ball handling. Absolutely. There's no question. But I always wonder, you know, looking back, right, and, and I watched that Cleveland series in 2016, and I watched how physically imposing they were, they were against the Warriors. And I asked myself, wow, how would that Warriors team do against teams like the Detroit Pistons, Bad Boys, the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, the L.A. Lakers in the early 2000s? You know, the Houston Rockets in the mid-90s, the Orlando Magic. That's a, that's a good debate because not only do you have bigger guys who are going to defend you, you got to defend them inside. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If, if you put that early 2000s Lakers team with Shaq inside against the Warriors, who in the world is ever going to stop him with those Lakers teams? Nobody. You know, who's going to guard Kobe? Nobody. That's a physically imposing team where Kobe can go mid-range and hit fadeaways all day on you, and then they can dump it down to the big guy, and he can dunk all day. That's hard to beat. And then defensively, with their length and physicality, that's a hard team to beat. But I do believe when you add KD, you have to put the Warriors as one of the best teams. I mean, that's what made them different. The Golden State Warriors will not win, you know, an NBA Finals continuously. You know, they don't win those two finals without Kevin Durant. That's just the bottom line. And you can say super team this, super team that. That's okay. The bottom line and the, and the, the focal point is this. you got to have a guy who's big. you got to get the ball inside. you got to have length. That won't change. So you can stretch the floor and you can win a lot of games that way. But when you want to win a championship, a championship, again, 
you got to be able to be physical. You got to get the ball still inside. You got to be able to defend inside. And you got to have size. That's just how, where basketball will never change. And, and I really believe that when Golden State signed KD, it was a wrap. There's just nothing you can do when you have shooters like Clay and Steph who are unconscious at times, a role player like Draymond, and all the other role players they had off the bench. You have Iguodala who can do multiple things, Sean Livingston, multiple things. You know, you have all these pieces. JaVel McGee gave great minutes. You know, David West sometimes there really did some things. That's another physical player. The Golden State Warriors with KD is one of the best teams I've ever seen. I would put them with those Bulls teams. I really would. I would put the Golden State Warriors right there, neck and neck with them. I, I truly believe in my heart that the Golden State Warriors are, are absolutely, undoubtedly, one of the top two or three teams that we've ever seen with KD added. I, I don't see anyone stopping them, and they were just good enough physically, defensively, to cause a lot of problems. And uh, I think that would be the ending point here for this show. That's the debate. You know, when you add the size with the way the game's played today, it's unstoppable. And it's almost unstoppable in any era. So I'm going to ask you that question when I end here. You know, is Golden State, could they be possibly the greatest team ever? You know, could they have beaten the Lakers early 2000s with Shaq and Kobe? Could they have beaten Jordan, Pippen, Rodman? I think that's a stronger debate than people want to give credit for. I think Miami Heat with LeBron, Wade, Bosch could be in the discussion, but probably not good enough. I think that Warriors team, 17-18, I think they surpass any of the champions that we've ever seen uh, in the 2010s era. You know, I I really do. They're, They're better than the Spurs teams. They're better than the Heat teams. And we seem to forget so fast about that. It was just such a great organization, and it's really, I really wish KD would have stayed, but then again, you know, he had to do his own thing. I get that. But let's start that debate. You know, the Golden State Warriors with KD, are they one of the greatest teams of all time? I think there's no question about it. If KD is healthy, there's no way the Raptors beat them. And I think we also forget so quickly how great Kevin Durant has been. And I've said this for multiple years, guys, and people don't like it. And it's okay. LeBron is phenomenal. LeBron James is an unbelievable player. But I really believe in the last few years, what we've seen with Kevin Durant, you got to put him up there, man. 1A, 1B. I'm sorry, but you do. He can get a bucket anytime he wants. He proved it against LeBron twice. And uh, two MVPs. And because of the decisions he makes with trades and leaving teams, I think we... Too many people push him to the side, and now he's hurt, recovering from the Achilles, and we seem to uh, forget that. So, hey, that's the debate. Let's start it. Where do you rank the Golden State Warriors with KD? So, as great as the game is now and has been then, and the game has changed, sure, but there's a lot of things that haven't changed either. you got to be physical. you got to defend. you got to hit shots. You know, it's not what you do. It's how you do it. Thanks for tuning in on the Life and Ball Podcast.